I'm the Will Man, and this is my podcast, Off the Beaten Path. Centuries ago, Native American people gathered at special times of the year to tell the stories of their people and how they came to be. These stories are widely known as legends, and they're still told in the present day. Many of these legends were told by special storytellers as families and tribes gathered to listen. The stories were full of magic, spirits, and symbols. They were full of meanings, too, meanings for the heart and meanings for the head. Many of the stories included lessons that were told by parents to their children. These following stories are adapted from those traditions. Today's story is titled, The Miser of Tacoma, a Cowlitz Legend. Long ago, Miser lived near the foot of Tacoma. He was never happy. When food was scarce and the tribe were starving, Miser could find fish in secret places in the streams. And when the snows were deep and the black-neck elk hid in the dark places of the forest, he could still secure meat. His skill as a hunter and fisherman was known to all his tribe. But Miser cared only for Haikwa. Now Moose Moose, the elk, was Miser's Tamanawas. Therefore, he tried to talk with the elk, even while hunting with them. He wanted more of the Haikwa. One night, Moose Moose whispered to Miser the secret hiding place of the Haikwa of the Tamanawas. The hiding place, you see, was high up on Tacoma. So early in the morning, Miser began to make ready for his search. He sent his kluchmen to dig camas roots, thus he could work secretly. He made two elkhorn picks by taking off all the prongs except the upper ones. He filled his itka with kanikkanik and with dried salmon. At sunset, Miser began to climb the mountain. All night, he climbed the trail. All the next day, he climbed. By night again, he was above the snow line, cold and tired and hungry. When the moon arose, he climbed again, over vast snow fields, across wide cracks in the ice. Over the slippery shoulders of the lower peaks, he climbed. At sunrise, he reached the top. Now Tacoma was the home of the Tamanawas, therefore Miser was suddenly afraid. But Moose Moose had told him where the Haikwa was hidden. In the white snowfield which covered the crater was a black lake. Beyond it were three stones of equal height, all as tall as a giant. The top one was shaped like a salmon's head. The top of the second one was like a camas root, and the third like an elk's head. Then Miser believed the voice of Moose Moose. Miser threw down his itka. He unwrapped his elkhorn pick. Then he began to dig in the snow at the foot of the elk's head. Miser struck the first blow. As an echo, he heard a sudden puff. Startled, he turned to see a huge otter climbing out of the black waters of the lake. Big Otter struck his tail with a loud thump on the snow. Another otter appeared, and then another. At last, there were twelve otters gathered in a circle around their huge leader. They formed a circle around Miser, digging with his pick at the foot of the elk's head. Then Big Otter leaped to the top of the elk's head. All the otters gave a loud puff. 
Miser, though, kept digging. At every 13th blow of the pick, Big Otter thumped with his tail on the elk's head. Then the circle of the 12 thumped with theirs on the snow. Miser became tired and stopped digging for a moment. Big Otter turned on the elk's head. With his tail, he struck Miser on the shoulder. Then the 12 turned and walked backward and struck him with their tails. Miser began to dig again. As he dug in the rock, his pick broke. Big Otter jumped from the elk's head. He seized the second pick in his mouth and gave it to him. Miser dared not stop. With each thirteenth blow of the pick and the thump of the tails, the otters came closer. He could feel their breath as he lifted the last stone. Beneath lay a great hole filled with hyqua. As he lifted out the shells, the otters returned to their larger circle. Miser lifted out handful after handful of shell money. He strung the hyqua on the elk snooze, twenty strings in all. The rest he covered again. He hurried, for it was afternoon, and he must return below the snow line. Then Miser left the elk's head. He offered no shells to Moose Moose or to Sahali. He had forgotten the Tamanawas as well. As he crossed the crater, the otters, one by one, with a loud puff, jumped into the black lake. They began to beat the black water with their tails. He heard them beat the water as he plunged through the snow to the edge of the crater. Miser felt that the shells were very, very heavy. As he stepped over the edge of the crater, he glanced back. The three stones had vanished. A thick mist rose from the black waters of the lake. Under the mist was a black cloud hiding the water. Miser feared Tamanawas in the clouds. Then the storm seized him. It flung him over an ice bank. The blackness of all darkness lay around him. Kolnas, the storm god, came down upon the mountain. Tuta, the thunder, deafened him with his roar. The storm crashed about him. Fiery blasts melted the snow into great torrents. Icy winds froze them solid again. In the roar and thunder, Miser heard the voice of Tamanawas. He also heard the voices of all the other Tamanawases. They were laughing at him. Miser then threw away his string of hyqua. The storm slackened for a moment. Then all began again, louder than ever. One by one, Miser threw away the strings of hyqua. Always the Tamanawas screamed after him. Then, when the last string was gone, with the last gust, the storm blew him down, flat upon the ground. Miser then slept a long time. When he awoke, Tacoma glistened above him, shining white in the sunlight. All around him grew camas roots. Rocky ridges lay where once the forest had stretched. Sunny meadows lay around him. Miser stretched himself in a rose. Only dry leaves and dead grass remained in the rotted Ipka. Miser wondered. Then he went down the mountainside. He ate berries for food until he came to a cabin in the valley. There lived a very old woman. He talked with her and found she was his Kluchman. Kluchman said he had slept 30 snows. Miser looked at himself in a pool. He was very old. His hair was white. Many, many snows had the angry Tamanawas made him sleep. But Miser was happy. He no longer cared for the Hyqua.
Material for this program comes from the Project Gutenberg, ebook of myths and legends of California in the Old Southwest by Katherine Barry Judson. The ebook is for use of anyone, anywhere, at no cost, and with almost no restrictions whatsoever. You can copy it, give it away, or reuse it under the terms of the Project Gutenberg license included with the ebook. More information is available online at gutenberg.org. Music for Off the Beaten Path comes from epidemicsound.com and is copyright free. Also, with exclusive permission from James Edmund Greeley and his award-winning album, Before America. The album Before America is available on most music streaming services. More information is available at gotnatives at gmail.com. Off the Beaten Path is recorded and produced at Nine Studios in Eugene and is the sole brainchild of Willman Productions. Questions or comments can be sent to thewillman at yahoo.com. That's a wrap for this edition of Off the Beaten Path. I'm the Willman, also known as Sweet Willie Nine Toast, and thanks for listening to my podcast. Bye.